Welcome to the latest episode of the Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they faced throughout their careers, how they became them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Simone Roche, who is the founder of the hugely influential Northern Power Women. Thanks for joining me today, Simone. Can we ta- can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the role that you now have today? Oh, hi, Grace. Thanks so much for inviting me on. I like follow the work that you do. It's so amazing, and the summit's fantastic. Um, so, gosh, I don't think there's any one straight route to anyone's career for where they're currently at. I suppose so. I started my journey or my career um, in the Royal Navy. Uh, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do or be, and I uh, I found myself a careers fair in the in the gym in the college and. Um, started talking to the the military and I I found myself um, joining the Royal Navy as a young Wren radio operator and it was the days before women and girls could even go to sea Um, so I went off and I literally for me it was my I joined at just 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 18 uh, or just before I was 18 and for me it was just like such an amazing adventure it was an amazing adventure it's amazingly hard work but it was just the thing I think that makes me who I am now, even though it doesn't relate at all. You know, back in those days, we didn't talk about gender. We didn't talk about role models. We didn't talk about mentoring. But there was something about that community and that organization I joined that I think kind of set me up. Um, and I, I I, I kind of navigated my way through, ended up uh, becoming um a lieutenant, a seaman officer. So I went from being a, a rating and went through sort of the Dartmouth, which was the officer training, uh, and went off and uh, went off to drive drive warships. And after eight years, I decided, right, I wanted another adventure before I was too old, uh, which sounds ridiculous because I was only 25. Um, but I wanted to do something else. And I, I left the Navy and I went into the um very much the events uh industry so everything that i'd done in the navy was you know your warship has got to be in the right place at the right time it's got to have the mail's got to be there the toilet roll's got to be there there's got to be enough food there's got to be a you know an, an ability to organize big sort of receptions official recept- receptions and diplomats that and and throughout my time in the navy i'd volunteered for lots of different things and got involved in lots of things so i found that that skill set that I'd gathered of kind of getting people in the right place at the right time led me into sort of going into that sort of the events hospitality industry. So I navigated through H Race Course, the um the Clear Channel, which is a theatre organisation, Blackpool Pleasure Beach, New Arena in Liverpool, and then off to uh London to be part of um the the build up to the Olympics. Um but it was during that time when I was working in London Still living up north, but uh, living in London, that I fell into sort of gender equality. I found myself at an event, something I'd never been to, like a female-only event, and I found myself in this room, and it had a really strange vibe. You know, I was thinking of this is all about you know trying to encourage and get more people into senior positions. Then, actually, why is it why is it not more sort of can do or more sort of energetic and 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 that's really where I fell into sort of gender equality really by being in that room going actually you know we're we're that why are we why are we talking about negative things why are we not talking about sort of some of the successes if we can paint a picture of great role models and success then actually that will kind of act as a an accelerator and you know and, and get you know sort of more spotlight and you know really drive sort of change in in that way by building a community and and that's really sort of how I kind of got on my path 
to to where I am now. I set Northern Powering up um, eight years ago now, um, and I wanted to create an organisation that was all about accelerating gender equality but from the north of England I've been involved in so much down in London I'd set up TEDx Whitehall Women because I was really passionate about giving women a, a men a platform and a stage using their voice and using that power for good and so I'd built this great community that enabled me to then sort of I suppose gave me the confidence and the motivation to to go what would happen if we set this organization up in the in the north and we could start really highlighting amazing role models and individuals and organizations doing great things so not a not a quick answer and not sort of a straight route but definitely a a wiggly a wiggly route as I kind of navigated the sort of the military to the hospitality to then being a an entrepreneur as I am now yeah, I think your, your career path is so interesting, such such a difference between hospitality and the Navy. But of course, you would have learned so much from being in the Navy that now helps you in your career today. Absolutely. And I'm on, a couple of years ago, I was appointed by uh, the late Her Majesty to be an honorary officer mm. in the Navy. So it's brilliant that I get to, if you like, come back home again, if you like. So I've started my career and now I'm at obviously a, um, a more advanced stage of my career, yet I still get the opportunity to kind of um, do all that, all that stuff. Like you said, the stuff that I, I got, you know, you learn an awful lot of stuff. So it's great to be able to be involved again and get in, get that uniform on and get out and be the advocate that I am of the Royal Navy. Definitely. So when you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be or did that happen maybe more later in life? Do you know, I, I, Grace, I really didn't. Uh, it was quite frustrating. I didn't know what I wanted to do. At one point, I'd read um, the James Herriot books and I wanted to be a vet. And then I realised I'd have to study and get qualifications and things that I wasn't really that good at in some like biology and some of the sciences. It's just not not really for me. Then I was like, right, I wanted to travel. Uh, and then, I, I you know, I realised that 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 wasn't, you know, sort of... Um, I wanted to I wanted to travel on the airlines and I was too short. Um, and so now I absolutely didn't have a clue. And I remember filling in a um, old school paper form, like a multiple choice form. And it wasn't until I filled that in that I don't know, there's something about the military that kind of jumped out. But I don't know why, because I didn't really have that connection sort of across the family but yeah it's 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 tough isn't it it's tough to be sort of you know 14 15 16 younger older, and you just don't know what to do so it was yeah I, I remember feeling it was quite almost quite lost at one point point and um and then ultimately I suppose and I say this to everyone out there there is there is something for everyone out there and I think you don't have to follow the same path as other people you can there is absolutely something that will come and find you and I think that opportunity in the gym at the uh at college sort of open my eyes to go oh actually I'm gonna go and have a little I'm gonna be curious I'm gonna have a little look and see what's gonna happen over there yeah so did you go to university and how important do you think it actually is to go to university do you know what I think it's different things for different people I didn't you know I was doing my A-levels and I'd done the wrong A-levels as well I you know I, I did um, maths which I was really good at and I did economics thinking it was going to be more sort of financial and um, sort of statistically driven and it's not it's lots of essay writing which I'm not that great at and so for me I'd already I was I was going down the route to apply but then the Navy came up so the Navy was my university because while I was in the Navy I got the opportunity you you get 
um, you get to learn new things. And so I ended up going away and learning all about defense studies and meteorology. Sorry, I know you had a guest a few weeks ago. We'll just say Met, shall we? Met. And we had um, and languages. So for me, the Navy sort of gave me that. And I think I think it's it's, you know, how important is it to go to university? I think it's all about you. It's all about you and what you think your, you know, what you think your calling is, you know, for 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 some people. Actually, it's a great adventure. It's a great opportunity if you want to be, you know, sort of a specific trade. You've got to go to university. But I think it's it's about it's about you being you. And does this fit? You know, is this something I think I'm going to grow from? Is this something I'm going to gain in knowledge? Is this something that, you know, is it just to fill a gap? Well, then maybe think of, you know, think, is it the right, you know, is that the right option for you? But yeah, I, I think it all depends on you. It all depends on you and your goals as to how important it is. Um, for me, um, you know, I say I took an alternative route. And for some people going into more vocational learning, apprenticeships, I think sometimes it's just really being curious about what's out there. Definitely. So the world is changing so much and also very quickly, too. So what do you think work for women may look like in 10 years time or what do you hope it may look like? Yeah, what I'm really hoping is that we don't we go go backwards. Sometimes I think you look at what happened over during the pandemic pandemic, you know, sort of everyone working from home and all of a sudden that flexible working was afforded for everybody. And then partway through sort of coming out of the, the, the lockdown period, it almost and even now you hear of organisations, you've got to get back in, no flexibility. And I think for me, the flexibility is key. I think the flexibility and, and not just flexibility about working at home or working in the office. I think that's one thing. I think it's flexibility of how many days you work. You know, can I do this as part time? Could I have a series of role and, and have more sort of portfolio approach? So for me, what. I think is is really important is that we we kind of that flexibility because there's there's jobs you know we're talking a lot about AI at the moment and AI potentially you know one of the things that at risk for 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 women um, in, in the world of work is taking some of those those jobs away with some of those softer skills but for me it's you know I think if we've got to look we've got to look and maintain that flexibility work because I think that absolutely supports the the drive and you know sort of the, the what we what you know what we need and so for me as long as we don't swing that pendulum back the other way whereby it's everybody back in the office I think we've got to have and I think that's where really good employers um, are making those sort of decisions and offering that flex affording that flexibility as I say whether it's home working whether it's times whether it's you know sort of part-time roles I think that's really important for us is that we really we grow that and and I think the more you know as you say the world changes we start to see you know there's always been obviously less female leaders around but we see we see some stronger leaderships and we've seen different types of leadership come through and I think that female leadership as we see and highlight that those really great qualities that will drive, you know, sort of more, more, um, uh, more women going through, um, you know, in, in the world of working at those senior positions. So, yeah, flexibility. So throughout your career, have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire as well? I think I didn't call it a mentor. I think when I was a lot younger, it wasn't like it was the same earlier. You know, we talked about role models and gender equality and mentors, but when I was sort of a sort of, you know, the start of my career, we, 
we didn't have names for these things. It was just someone who who looked out for you. But absolutely, there was one one guy actually, and he was my boss when I was, you know, um, in my very early stages of the Royal Navy. And he sort of tapped me on the shoulder and was like, you know, I think I think your career could progress. You could go on to to be an officer. And I'm I'm not sure that that happens to people like me. And uh, he was he didn't just sort of tap me on the shoulder. He sort of really took the time to invest to answer my questions to help support and understand what my aspirations were and I think so I think mentors has absolutely been it's something I'm very passionate about I don't think you can ever have as you know too few uh two mentors and you can never have mentors too early so I think for me having you know he was one of those another was an amazing woman um Laura Morgan and she was sort of that a human who really to me enabled me or made me and they made me to have that sense of belief that I could start and run my own business. Um, and I think it's 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 the people that I think mentoring is there's some amazing people out there. And whether it's that mentoring relationship with someone you have in a coffee shop or, you know, um, wherever you're you're studying or whatever, that's person who just has that little bit of time for you. And that person that you feel like you can go and ask questions to outside of your your family, because sometimes it's it's about having that kind of independent view. So, yes, mentoring, I think just so important you know so so very critical I think and anyone that you speak to that has had you know a successful career will kind of lament about the amazing mentors that they've had during their journey definitely no I think mentors are I completely agree they're like a good way to kind of hear about experiences and also kind of gain experiences and knowledge through that of course absolutely and I think it's 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 knowing that you know, I remember when I first heard sort of the word mentor, it was almost more associated with those people who were high flyers or fast tracking. Whereas, you know, for me, everyone can have a mentor at some point and everyone can be a mentor irrespective of age. I think we've all got something that we can give or we can or, or we've all got something that we can gain or give. Yeah. So as part of our Region Next Generation Summit, we look at diversity and opportunity for young girls from both the black and the minority communities. Um, so do you think as a society we are seeing some more equality in all areas of our lives? I think, you know, we talk about role models and I think one of the things that I'm very passionate about is really unearthing and finding the role models because, you know, we talk about the phrase, it's so well used, that the, the quotation of you can't see it, that you can't be it. And I think there's that you've got to be, for me, you've got to be really, really intentional about, you know, really not just to tick box and saying, all oh, right, actually we need um, women of colour in our business or we need women of colour on this panel or whatever I think you've got to be really mindful I think there's I still sadly think there's a long way to go I think the the murder of George Floyd three years ago sort of um, I think people started being a bit more intentional about global majority um, and you know and, 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 and opportunities um, but I'm very passionate about sort of that role modeling and spotlighting and in and yeah. with with a view that we can grow engage enable amazing communities and that you know from amazing young women from all walks of life and have that opportunity to storytell and share what their journeys are I have my own podcast in when after the the murder of George Floyd um we committed that summer to making sure that 50% of our contributors 
um, were from a global majority um, community or background. And we're now three years on and we still are 50, you know, we're still 50 percent. And, you know, sometimes people say to me, oh, I can't find or I don't think there was anyone out there. I think you've got to look. You've got to look harder. You've got to look. You've got to be really intentional. I think we all have a role as allies. Um, and I think we've got to be if we want to see this change and we want more equality, we've got to own our own advocacy and our own allyship to ensure that we absolutely are giving, you know, sort of opportunities and stages and platforms um, to, to really balance up and level up society. Yeah. So I must ask really quickly, how did you feel when you had been given an MBE? Well, I think um, I thought it was. Um, I, I didn't think it was for me. I remember opening in the envelope and I just sat in the car and stared at it and thought, what, what, what do we do with this? I don't quite know what to do with this. I don't, is this, you know, is it sure for me? Is it, it, is it just an opportunity to, I just didn't know it was real or not. And, and you're not allowed to tell anyone. And I remember it was weeks and weeks and weeks before I could tell my husband, because I also knew that he wouldn't be able to keep a secret. Um, but I remember just being quite overwhelmed. But the thing that I, when I look now, when I see that the list come out twice a year at New Year and in the summer, I I go onto that list and it comes out at 10.30 at night and I go through it and I try and find everyone that I know or I know of and I will put a LinkedIn post or I send an email because it's really important that you embrace the fact that you have achieved this and you are a role model and I think it's I think it, it is important so I, I always love to try and get to be sort of one of the early people to pass on those kind of congratulations because it is something that is quite overwhelming um, and so it's great to have you know I think the more that we can highlight those role models then you know I think that's that's part of you know part of the whole kind of leveling up and balancing up um around you know sort of the, the world of you know women in work definitely so um if you could spend an hour say just chatting to three people over coffee or tea maybe a biscuit to be honest <laughs> whatever you really want um who would they be and why well, I think I would have to go with Emmeline Pankhurst, who was the the original suffragette. Um, and the fact that the whole suffragette movement was up here in the north of England, you know, this was quite a quite a big deal. The fact that this change about suffrage and about rights and rights for women. Um, was led and driven from up here. So I would love, there's a statue um, in Manchester of Emmeline Pankhurst. And every time I go over there, I always have to have a picture with it because I think it's, there's just something, you know, um, they talk a lot about deeds, not words. And and so I think that, so Emmeline would be amazing for me. I would always say Michelle Obama, then I've crossed it out because, you know, Michelle Obama just wants to be my best friend. So we might save her for another day. But I would love one of the Obama daughters, uh, Sasha, Amalia, Amalia, um, to join because I'd love to know. I'd love to hear from the next generation, I think. I'd love to know what it was like for them growing in the White House, the transition to post being, you know, you know, um, after um the end of you know Barack Obama's term in office but I'd love to know what the world was like for them how did they you know what do they see their future as do they now believe it's harder because they will have been behind the scenes so much and I would really love to know what 
they feel their future is because they will have had some sneak previews of certain things. Has it ha- has it aided or has it, has it hindered? Um, and the other one is um, Helen Sharman, who's the first British astronaut, and she was the um, and not just the first woman uh, British astronaut, the first British astronaut, um, and she equally is the first woman to visit the Mir space station as well. And so, someone who has achieved that first, but achieved that first, um, you know many many years ago when I think it was back in 1991 so it was a long time ago so to be someone who was that first I think I would love to just like you know really understand where that has kind of where that how she how could she ever top that how do you ever top that when you, that was back in 1991 so yes um one of the Obama daughters Emmeline Pankhurst and Helen Sharman uh for me I think that's a great bunch, you know, definitely from lots of different times in history, too, to get, you know, their opinion. Um, I think it's great also to talking to, you know, slightly like a younger audience of like the Barack um, children. It could be it could be interesting to hear about their life in the White House, as you said before. Wouldn't it? I just think it would be amazing to think how that is, has that transformed where they think, because they were studying, you know, has this transformed the way that their future is? Have they, you know, what careers, I'd love to know what careers guidance and what top tips they've got along the way as well. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed chatting to you today, Simone. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their own careers and in their own futures too. So keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. And more details about us and our upcoming summit is at reachnextgeneration.com. Thank you to our partners and sponsors, Experian, Barclays, Domestic in General, Staffline and the Ardonna Group. (laughs) 